Morgan, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That. Big news in college football. We'll get to that in a moment, but I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. New Works Plumbing, locally owned for over 20 years, they've got a fix for you, including 24-7 service. So if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem, they will be there for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W, wrxplumbing.com new works plumbing they've got a fix for you new works plumbing for all of your plumbing needs and repairs again that's n-e-w-w-r-x-plumbing.com the football coach at northwestern 17 years pat fitzgerald is no longer he has been fired as of yesterday by the university president gone He was initially suspended for two weeks. That changed in a hurry over the weekend, and thus the announcement was made yesterday. This is obviously big news, but in Chicago, it was the lead story on every single news station. This may give you a little background on what's actually going on at Northwestern. And we are starting tonight with breaking news. Northwestern head football coach Pat Fitzgerald has been fired. Now this comes amid the fallout of hazing investigations involving Northwestern University's football program. ABC 7's Jim Rose, a sports director in our sports department, joining us now with breaking news. We were just talking about this mm-hmm. between the 5, the 6 o'clock news, and it happened just so quickly. I mean, it just happened in such a blur, and I think Northwestern probably figured they had no choice but to mm-hmm. take the action that they mm-hmm. took about an hour ago. After rethinking his two-week suspension of head coach Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern President Michael Schill fired the Wildcats field boss today amid allegations of hazing, which included coerced sexual acts in the locker room. An investigation of hazing was begun in December of last year when an anonymous whistleblower presented evidence regarding hazing activities and other events. The investigation by the university concluded in January that the probe, quote, didn't uncover evidence to suggest that the coaching staff knew about the hazing. When a former player came forth with information backing up the whistleblower's complaints, the university suspended the head coach for two weeks. Over the weekend, another former player revealed more evidence, damning evidence, and Schill issued a statement saying he was thinking about further discipline for Fitzgerald, who was already suspended for two weeks without pay. Fitzgerald, who has been head coach since 2006, was in the second year of a 10-year, $57 million contract. Now, in a long statement, Northwestern President Schill wrote in part today, quote, since Friday, I have been uh, kept going back and forth with what should reasonably expect from our head football coaches and our faculty and our campus leaders. And that is what led me to make this decision. The head coach is ultimately responsible for the culture of his team. The hazing we investigated was widespread and clearly not a secret within the program, providing Coach Fitzgerald with the opportunity to learn what was happening, end of quote. Fitzgerald created a winning program at Northwestern, seemingly going to a bowl game every year except for last season when the Cats finished 1-11. It's a sad ending to a man who was a brilliant head coach and a motivator of young men. And you know, I've dealt with Pat Fitzgerald on many occasions over the last 30, 35 years as a player, as a coach, and then as a head coach. And I always found him to be a very character-driven individual, somebody who always had the best interest of his student athletes at heart. And so this story is very, very heartbreaking in a sense Mm. that all of this would happen 
at this time. And you've shared stories about his integrity and how helpful he has been to the sports program and to the young players. He would tell his players whenever he went into the homes of parents, I'm going to graduate your son mm -hmm. in four years if he stays for four years. He is under my care, and I guarantee you that I'm going to take care of this young man as if he was a family member. And I, I actually believe that, and that has happened. What do you make, Jim, of how fast-breaking all of this mm -hmm. has happened? I mean, just over the weekend, it just seems every 12 hours or so there's a big development here. That's how important a football program is to a school like Northwestern. Well, consider this, that because of the allegations that kept coming forward, it's now about 11 players who are solidifying the allegations that the first whistleblower made. Now. In contrast, there were a number of football players on this year's team who stood behind their head coach and saying that these allegations are untrue and exaggerated, called them lies. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, uh, you know, in today's world with uh, what has happened, you know, Northwestern had no other choice. We'll see if Northwestern actually it, it, it releases all the information from the investigation that was done by the law firm because that we haven't seen. We've seen an executive summary of it. Mm -hmm. uh, other scandals we've seen where law firms have done investigations. The entire spectrum of what they found was uh, was was released. Well, think about this from a legal standpoint. I mean, if there were coerced sexual acts uh, and they were describing something called uh, the car wash mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. players would be naked and rubbing their I hate to say this were genitals up against somebody else's genitals where they would have a quarterback and a center who had made mistakes in in the practice actually practice hiking the ball without any clothes on just to discipline them. So there may be a lot more to this story from a legal standpoint of any of these players, one of whom said that he's had nightmares about mm -hmm. this. We do have to say this is all alleged mm -hmm. by <clears throat> several people Correct. who were interviewed. But <clears throat> at this point, Jr., it is a reputation is everything. Yes. And that's what it boils down to. And college football over the years has gone through similar acts, uh, incidences of hazing, you know, other universities. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they've survived this. But, you know, Northwestern's got a new football stadium they're trying to get built. Uh, we'll you know, see what happens what's going to happen project. with that? All right. So it's very interesting that the investigation did not acknowledge, did not come out and say that the coach, Pat Fitzgerald, knew about this alleged hazing, and yet he is gone. You know, something just does not seem right here. How quickly this was done, the fact that Northwestern only won one game last year. We have heard of serious allegations involving sports figures, programs. I mean, the uh, infamous Duke lacrosse scandal, which turned out to be a hoax, which unfortunately ruined uh, many lives during that period of time. So I'm going to wait until more facts come out but I thought it was very interesting what Danny Cannell, former quarterback at Florida State and with the New York Giants on Sirius XM now and, of course, CBS Sports. He had some very interesting comments that he made yesterday, late in the day, on CBS. Shock uh, is somebody, you know, I've worked with Pat Fitzgerald. I've covered several of his games, sat in meetings with him and talked to him in a one-on-one -on -one atmosphere and not only that, but, you know, have covered him extensively over the last 15 years. And he's somebody who has a stellar reputation among coaching circles, player circles. Uh, so, you know, shock would be my initial reaction to this at how swiftly and quickly somebody's reputation and career have just been completely destroyed right before our eyes. So I'd say shock is my initial reaction.
I think it's an impossibility to ask a head coach to know every in and out. Now, then the word culture comes about, Joe, mm-hmm. and that's where it gets pretty complicated because if this was a culture thing that was rampant throughout the team that, you know, players felt uncomfortable or were subjected to things that, you know, were equated as sexual assault, then we've got a massive culture problem. That's what the coach should be aware of, and he's the one who sets the tone. Again, as somebody who respects Pat Fitzgerald, I find it surprising that he would have known about this. He is a coach who has meetings with his players on a regular basis, uh, a player who would have an open-door policy. There's just something that feels off about this, that somebody who has been reported by ESPN, Adam Rittenberg, said that this whistleblower was also reported to have a plan to take down Pat Fitzgerald that all of a sudden, like, you, we haven't heard one peep of any issue at Northwestern in 17 years of coaching, and all of a sudden, in 48 hours, 72 hours, he's done. You know, like, and there's been many players who have backed him and backed the culture, but it's, unfortunately, it's a very unforgiving circumstance. I think also there's a lot of money at play here, and you can't deny the fact that his record the last two years probably impacted this decision as well. If they were back-to-back Big Ten champions, I think this probably would have been swept aside, but it is a convenient opportunity for Northwestern to part ways with him, but I do think you will see sooner rather than later Pat Fitzgerald fight back in the form of a lawsuit or something where he'll try to fight for his reputation and whatever money was owed for him. Very interesting comments from Dana Cannell. He uh, doesn't think this all adds up, that two and two does not equal four here. We'll find out. I mean, there have certainly been accusations in the past that have really not had any merit to them. But, you know, when you listen to the university president, Schill, of Northwestern saying that 11 current or former players confirmed that hazing had been part of the football program for many years and that hazing included forced participation, nudity, and sexualized acts of a degrading nature and was clearly not a secret within the program. Now, for the record, hazing goes on everywhere, okay? Doesn't mean it's right, and it doesn't mean that hazing goes on everywhere like it allegedly did at Northwestern, but hazing is a part of pretty much all organizations those that I've been involved or those that I've been involved with both fraternity and college and sports teams I've seen it on the NBA level I've seen it on the college level I can't say that I've seen nudity and sexualized acts okay so these are allegations we'll wait and see now Michael McCann the legal analyst attorney writes for Sportico and does a great job He wrote a very interesting column on this, and I invite everyone to go and read it. And Fitzgerald last night came out with a statement and stressed that the investigation, in his words, quote, reaffirmed what I have always maintained, that I had no knowledge whatsoever of any form of hazing. The coach went on to write that the suspension was part of a mutual agreement, and he was, quote, surprised The agreement was unilaterally revoked without any prior notification. Now, an excerpt from McCann's story in Sportico, you can go to sportico.com. He writes that federal and state law enforcement could pursue criminal charges. Accusers could sue the school and Fitzgerald, the Justice Department, the Department of Education, and accompanying federal and state agencies could pursue regulatory actions. 
The NCAA and Big Ten could investigate and punish. Any and all of those could lead to damaging disclosures about coaches and university officials and pit them against each other. Here's my question. Did Northwestern panic? And I know all about panic. Trust me. I lived through it in June of 2020. I I understand what panic is all about. I'm living proof, okay, of what panic is. Okay, I've been there. I've seen big corporations uh, panic, not just with me, but with others as well. I've seen it, okay? I saw it with a company that I worked for in Bonneville International. Panicked, big time, okay? Within 36 hours, I was fired. That's the definition of panic. Did Northwestern panic here? Did they fire their coach to get the heat off their back? Did they fire the coach to say, hey, we're taking a very important step? And regardless of whether the coach knew or did not know about the alleged hazing, it's his responsibility to know everything that goes on with his team. Very interesting. You have not heard the last of this story. The uh, former coach has already instructed his attorneys to pursue legal matters, and you know that it is going to happen. The question is, when will the rest of the information be revealed what will end up being true and untrue. Again, there have been a number of players over the last 24 to 72 hours come to the defense of their coach, many, both via social media and letters to the university president and other media outlets. So as they say, stay tuned, but this story is not done in any way, shape, or form. It is now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Ernie wants to know, do you think there will ever be a 400 hitter again? I don't, Ernie. I do not see it. Steven wants to know, how often are, am I watching baseball games? Like, rarely. Like, I can count the number of games I've watched on my hand this year. I'm watching very few, Stephen. How about you? You watching a lot of baseball? David wants to know, is it a mistake for the Magic to promote Pete D'Alessandro? It's a mistake to have him in the organization. How's that for an answer? All right. Jay wants to know, uh, am I a fan of the NBA in-season tournament format? I need to see it, Jay, but on the surface, I'm not a fan of it. I don't understand it. I mean, I know they're trying to compete and get a little bit of the National Football League pie, but I'm not crazy about it. I've looked at it. I understand how it works now, and I just – that's very blasé to me. I don't know if the fans are really going to get into it. Jeff wants to know if I think managers and agents should be able to gamble. I do not think they should be able to gamble, uh, not with their clients that they represent, and their access to teams and games. No, I do not think that managers and agents should be able to gamble. Reed asks, are the desired four first-round picks and two quality players a fair trade for Damian Lillard? Well, Reed, I got to wait and see what type of deal comes onto the table before I let you know whether I think it's fair or not. I wouldn't give up four first-round picks and two quality players for Damian Lillard under any circumstance. So, Personally, I would never do that. But I have to wait, Reed, until a deal is in the works, made public, and finalized before I can really answer that. Dylan wants to know if I've been to a Major League Baseball All-Star game. Mm, I don't believe I ever have. I don't think so. Alex wants to know what's my take on the new flopping rule they're testing in Summer League. I think it's good. I mean, there's a gray area that's going to be up to the officials to determine whether a player flopped or not. 
Is Vladdy the best flopper of all time? He's right in the conversation, Alex. That's for sure. Greg asks, am I surprised the FedEx Forum is the highest rated arena in the NBA according to public reviews? Well, I haven't seen what type of data you're looking at, but I, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I've been to every arena in the NBA, and I can just tell you from a media perspective and an announcer's perspective, nobody would say that about the FedEx Forum. Now, the FedEx Forum's okay. It's not a dump. It's not bad. But in public reviews, huh? No. Absolutely not. I don't even think it's in the top half. I really don't. That is our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to crowdultra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Grant, Grant, Grant. And today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants, Sacramento, Roseville, and soon coming to the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Prime seafood and steaks. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com to check out their full menu and everything else. That's Bennett's Restaurants. Boy, I'll tell you, Bob Huggins, you got to be kidding me. He is standing by the assertion that he never resigned. All right? If you remember, following a recent DUI arrest, okay, the school announced that he was resigning and retiring from coaching. All right. Huggins made it sound like, I mean, that he was like Santa Claus in a statement. I've entered a world-class rehabilitation center. And he insisted that he is still employed at West Virginia and that he never resigned. I mean, you can't make this up. Let me read this again. Quote, I have taken responsibility for the mistake. I voluntarily checked into a world-class rehab center. I understand West Virginia University published a statement purportedly written by me. I employed by WVU pursuant to an employment agreement. What an embarrassment. Seriously. Huggins, if you remember, the DUI last month, all right, the officers... According to the report, found Huggins' car blocking a road with one of his tires shredded. They suspected that he was driving under the influence. He failed a field sobriety test. You ready for this? Where he reportedly blew a .210 and officers allegedly found a trash bag with empty beer cans on the passenger side floor of his car. By the way, it is his second known DUI arrest. The first one that we are aware of occurred while he was a coach at Cincinnati in 2004. If you remember, in May, Huggins went on a Cincinnati radio station and used an anti-gay slur, not once, but twice, and demeaned the Catholic Church. His punishment for that a three-game suspension, and his salary reduced by $1 million. He said, quote, I'm truly sorry for the mistake I made in Pittsburgh. All right? And again, that he has checked himself into a rehab center. You know what needs to happen? He needs to go away. This is embarrassing. Seriously. Absolutely embarrassing. And it's embarrassing for the university. He should have been fired after his appearance 
on a Cincinnati radio station back in May. This is embarrassing. By the way, the West Virginia vice president and general counsel said this via a statement. Let me again restate the obvious. The university will not accept Mr. Huggins' attempt revocation of his resignation, nor will it reinstate him as head coach of the men's basketball program. How about that? What an embarrassment. What an absolute embarrassment. Bob Huggins going out like this. Disgraceful. And that's my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. Have yourself a great Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. 